Hey everybody, it's your occasional co-host Martha. The podcast is going on a brief holiday due to exciting yet time-consuming life changes in the PG family. While on holiday, Living My Breastless Life podcast will share the top four episodes of season one. We're excited to hear what your favorite episode re-release is. Gearing up for season two, coming to you in mid-May. Stay tuned. Head over to Instagram and follow According to HPG to stay connected to the show and let us know what topics you want to hear about. We'd love for you to download, follow, give us a rating and a review. This helps little indie podcasts stay visible and reach listeners. Thanks for all your support and go get your mammograms. Hey, so I have an offering for you all. Make sure you listen to the end of this episode so you can hear all about it. Hey, it's HPG. This is the podcast, Living My Breastless Life, the show where we hear about my journey to heal while battling cancer, being a wife, a toddler mom. We're going to cover all things real life. We learn what it really means to heal, no matter what we go through. In season one, you will hear some of my story, along with episodes featuring my occasional co-host, Martha, and some badass guests. There will be humor, life hacks, tips and tricks, and further proof that truth can be stranger than fiction. On today's episode, we have my occasional co-host, Martha. Hey. On today's episode, we are going to talk about boobs. Yay. <laughs> yeah, boobs. All right. So, we were just thinking about how boobs are, like, ingrained in our culture, like, societal norms, like, how they're represented on the media, like... TV, social media, music, movies. What comes to mind to me, and I've thought a lot about boobs um, since 2021, but like I remember getting a training bra when I was like in fourth grade and I took it off and hid it at school because it was uncomfortable and itchy. And I was like, I had a lot of shame around it. Like I was embarrassed. I didn't want anybody to see it. I wanted to hide it. So it's like, I got to thinking about, like, it's called a training bra. Like, you're training for this marathon of boobs. Did you have a training bra, Martha? Um, I think I got boobs too soon to get a training bra. How did you feel about getting boobs too soon? Well, I mean, I think I was, like, 10 when I needed a bra. I don't... I was... Like, I think my own boobs versus other people's boobs, I probably had a different thoughts, but like mostly I was ashamed of all the development in some way, you know, but I was also, and like about talking about boobs when I was younger than that even, or like seeing boobs, but then I was intrigued by them. Um, There wasn't, I don't know, it's kind of like, Shaving your legs, you know? Oh, yeah. I did that, of course, and hit it and told no one. Yeah, me too. So, like, you wanted to do it, and then you, like, also didn't know how to do it. That's kind of was my experience of getting boobs and, like, 
I don't know, puberty, I guess. Yeah, and then you're like budding into womanhood. <laughs> and you like sorry. get your first bra and it's so uncomfortable and you have to learn how to wear it. And then you have to learn the rules. Like you have a tan bra to wear under a white shirt. Because for some odd reason you can't wear a purple bra in a white shirt because it'll show. It's like, let's hide our assets or jewels or whatever they're called. Let's hide them, but make them perky and perfect and like not show through your clothes. Like it's a whole thing. Like it's a whole like thought process. You have to give it a lot of thought. Like I'm wearing a V-neck shirt and I'm going out to the club. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put on a push-up bra because I want more cleavage. But the push-up bra is really uncomfortable. And you can barely breathe, but you wear it because you want the cleavage Mm -hmm. to be showing. So you have like a clubbing bra or like a date night bra, you know, that you go to like Victoria's Secret and you get measured the whole damn thing. They give you a card. So when you come back, you know what size to get. Mm -hmm. It's just like a whole, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. It is. And, you know, I think you and I have and had different boobs and different styles also but mm-hmm. like my wardrobe is still limited by like um what bra I can wear because my bras have to be full coverage and they have to be like thick and ugly straps or whatever so that mm-hmm. my boobs aren't like spilling out um so I do know what you mean but that's gotten to be more of a issue for me over time probably like Victoria's Secret stuff I could only wear until I was like 16 maybe um and then you had to transition into granny bras I guess granny bras okay (laughs) I think so yeah I always had like pretty bras I don't know like I had varied bras I had my version of granny bra then I had like the strapless the Razorback, the halter. Then, like, when I was in a wedding, I would have to get those pasty things to put on my boobs. I always thought about Little Kim every single time I did that. But, anywho, like, you would have to put so much thought in, like, your prom dress, alteration around your boobs, your wedding dress, alteration around your boobs. Mm-hmm. Like, stuffing your bra when you're a kid with tissue like ooh such and such stuff's her bra <laughs> like it's a whole thing yeah. from like the start of puberty yeah and before I think everybody's like you know interested in boobs when they notice that they're around which um, starts at the beginning of life but I, I never stuffed my bra like um, once I really started wearing one, but I do remember before that at camp, they had, used to have those squish balls. They were like round and you, you know, throw them and they kind of splat and they float in the water and all that. That was, everybody would put the <laughs> pretend, make pretend boobs out of those because they were like, I guess, supposedly like boob-like. When you were at camp, you were like a, Camper? 
a camper, yeah. a participant, yeah, and when I was a kid, a, a voluntary participant <laughs> in being at camp. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so you were like a kid. Yeah. And y'all were doing the squishy things. Yeah. Pretending they were Just babes. pretending stuff as babes. Yeah. See, it's, a, it's everywhere. Let's take a little break and get right back to the show. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch by heading over to According to HPG on Instagram and be sure to tell your friends about the show. There was a time when I thought I could record, edit, and publish everything myself. Seeing as this left me very little time for anything else, I started to lose the standard of quality I was used to. Then I found Jay. In less than a day, the show went from so-so to amazing. Don't sacrifice quality for mediocrity. Check out the podcast mechanic and take your sound to the next level. Connect with Jay today at the podcast mechanic on Instagram. Let him know HPG sent you. And now back to the show. So I thought about getting breast implants when I was 29 or 30. I don't remember. I I took 30 really hard and I gave it a lot of thought. I even talked to my dad about it, who was like, no, it's not what we're going to spend $10,000 on. I mean, I was a grown woman. I really don't know what I was thinking. I guess I was having like a quarter life crisis, probably. Um, That was not my best years. But anywho, like you think about augmentation. I remember being at a wedding and somebody was like looking at themselves in the mirror in the bathroom to make sure like their nipples were like in line. Which I, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's the only you know, other, like, secondary sexual characteristics or whatever, other than beards, I guess, you know, are not on display, right? So, like, boobs are this whole, like, you know, the shame intrigue thing, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, and, but everybody's got visual access to them you know yeah and people that's another thing i was thinking about like when you're like a teenager and people start wearing bras and the boys like fucking snap your bra oh my gosh i hadn't thought about that in years that's yeah. like everybody thinks now your boobs are not just yours you know right they're for consumption or like comment you know, flat-chested comments or yeah. crap mm-hmm. like that. I've heard a lot of those. Yeah. Myself. That makes me think of that pink song, You and Your Hand Tonight. <laughs> it's just how, like, misogynistic men just think. I mean, it goes from, like, when they snap your bra, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what age that is. But up to, like, I when one, yeah. we're, like, in the club listening to music, having a good time, and it's, like... I, in my opinion, sometimes I think women dress up for other women, like, in competition. And then you have men 
who think you're there just to like observe or like an object of sorts. You know, you hear men say like, I'm a tits guy or I'm an ass man. Like I've heard that in my life. <laughs> like not directed to me because I don't, I don't really think I hang around when you say things like that, but I just make it a practice not to. Yeah. I just think I would have a strong response knowing me. I have no doubt. But like, it's just like everywhere. Like in the book we read when we went to Tybee Island, you know, the, the main character was like defined by her beauty, physical beauty, and her breasts. Like that was really kind of how she got famous, mm-hmm. you know? And then, then speaking of like augmentation, like you think about famous people and you're like, oh, did she get a breast implant? Like, does she have yeah. breast implants? Or like, if you have a friend that all of a sudden has different looking boobs, but you like can't ask them because it's rude, but then you see them and then it's just the whole thing. You don't know what to say. Yeah. And then you're just like, hey, you know? Yeah. I pretty much would never like wonder about particular individuals' boobs, but sometimes you have pointed things like that out to me and then I like can't let it go, even though it's none of my business. Right, it's none of my business either, but once I see it, I can't unsee mm-hmm. it. But it's like this unspoken mannerism of sorts, or like, not mannerisms, but like, you can't say like, hey, did you get a boob job? Because yeah. it's rude, and I would never say that. But then I can't unsee it, and I have to give it to you, and then you can't unsee it, and it just makes everybody awkward. So I guess like the point, really, about boobs is like, they're a big deal. Maybe a little deal. And, like, it's just ingrained in our brain, you know, from when we were little yeah, to, like, adulthood. And then, you know, when you get older and your body changes, you think about side boobs. You know, I don't want side boobs or, like, my boobs are saggy. And then some people really have good boobs as they get older. Mm-hmm. It's just a constant topic of conversation. They're expensive, as I mentioned, like all the different types of bras that you have to wear to accommodate certain outfits and colors. And, you know, they do all these functions. But then we think about, like, they serve an actual purpose Mm -hmm. for breastfeeding. And then that's a whole thing that everyone has an opinion about. Mm -hmm. You know, like... We won't go down that rabbit hole today, but, like, boobs are really a big deal. And they are a topic of conversation. And there's a lot of shame around them. There's a lot of proud, like, proud pride. And, like, women really are, you know, we compare our boobs to other people's boobs, people that we know and people that we don't know, like... You know, a lot of people are smaller boobs think that it would be just awesome to have bigger boobs, which mm-hmm. is not true. And like, yeah, I always wanted bigger boobs. But yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. And like you, you know, talking about you wanted to get bigger boobs, so you had really great boobs, you know. Yeah, really. I think I really did. Not to do mm-hmm. my own horn, but like out of all the physical characteristics, I thought that had really good teeth and really good boobs. Like yeah. I didn't have to wear a bra. That could be optional at times. 
you know, despite my age, they were still perky. Which I was like, pretty good in that area. Yeah, you got a lot of physical attributes, but you also had great boobs. Right, yeah. And your no boobs are great too. Yeah, yeah, they're they're okay. But they're, they're it's not the same. Know, a pain. Yeah, they actually cause physical pain too. Which I think that's because it was reconstruction after like a major surgery. Like it's not like a boob boob job. Yeah. It's like a we're gonna take your boobs from you and put this silicone replacement in and then a year later, you were going to kind of look like your former self in the boob area. Kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, well did that, we do them justice? Did we do boobs justice? I, I don't know. I guess our listeners will tell us. But to wrap up, I think that you know, the point is boobs are a really popular topic. There's a lot of shame in boobs. There's a lot of pride in boobs. There's a lot of talk around boobs. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of sexual undertones, um, insinuations, you know, think about first or second base back in the day. (laughs) There's like so many things to talk about when it comes to boobs. They're a pretty big deal. And that's kind of the point of the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No matter kind of how you feel about your boobs, they're a part of you. Yeah, they really are. I mean, even if you don't have them and you have a double mastectomy Mm -hmm. and you don't have boobs, it's still a part of you. And I really do think that that's also very beautiful. So I have to say that there's a song that that has been in my head and that's Titties and Beer. Like, (laughs) that is how permeated boobs are in people's minds. Your songs. Yeah. TV, movies. As, as in your face and commonplace as beer. Yeah. And then, like, the TNA uh-huh. in the 80s, you know, the movies. <laughs> We're yeah. old enough to, like, know, like, when you actually got to see boobs yeah. on TV. It seems like when we were kids, like, everything on TV, every movie was showing like full titties yeah but I didn't watch the same channels that we, you did. we <laughs> watched those at my house yeah, I we, and my I eyes got covered but um, oh really yeah who covered your my eyes? older brother covered oh my eyes. I see try to further embarrass me but oh, uh, uh, there was nonetheless you know boob movies in the hot tub and the showers and the dorms you know wherever they were showing boobs on the tv uh, i feel yeah. like even in the um murder drama stuff that my parents watched there was boobs yeah i watched um like silver spoon or whatever that's called <laughs> daytime television yeah Here like again. i got to watch one episode of like the golden girls a night there was no tna you know in my house I mean, maybe there was. I just wasn't allowed to see it. I think y'all watched, or your mom watched soap operas, and I can't, I didn't watch enough soap operas to know, but I don't think they had boobs on. I think it was like innuendos and such mm-hmm. that were really subtle. I didn't notice much about it. I don't it. think they did. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's today's episode about boobs. 
Thank you for listening and have a good day. Recently, I was able to interview Laura McGowan about her new book, Push Off From Here. That said, I have an extra copy. So hop on over to Instagram, follow According to HPG, send me a DM of a topic you'd like to hear, including your email, and I will randomly select a person who gets to receive Laura's book, Push Off From Here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breastless Life. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go get your mammograms.